0: Welcome to the Brent Gove podcast with co host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1
1: million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gove. Hi, this is Eric Lofholm. I want to welcome all of you to the Brent Gove podcast. Today I have another great guest. Today I'm joined by Frank Gray. Frank, how are you today? Hey,
0: I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks a so bunch.
1: Excellent. Let me tell all of you a little bit about Frank. He has been in real estate since 1992. He's worked in new homes. He's done regional leadership. He's been a top producer. He is an independent broker owner. He also is in mortgage as a mortgage broker. And uh, so, Frank, share with us a little bit more about your real estate background, anything you'd like to tell us. Well,
0: sure. After getting my start in new home sales, I was recruited to the REMAX organization as a management consultant. I spent most of my career as a coach, consultant, and trainer in that organization, finishing my career with them as the master trainer worldwide, uh, creating all their broker owner training videos, uh, training all their new franchisees from around the world in wow. how to grow strong, profitable offices. Yeah, had to hop on a plane to Denver every month for that one. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that experience. But I left the REMAX organization four and a half years ago to start my own independent brokerage, Abbey Realty. We were the fastest growing independent brokerage in Texas every year of our four year history. Uh, ended up at 472 agents on our four year anniversary. And it was at the event to celebrate that four year anniversary that I announced that I was shutting Abbey Realty down, moving to eXp Realty, and invited all my agents to come with me. We made that transition official around the first of this year, 2022, so we've been in the organization not quite three months now.
1: Wow, that is quite the story. So um, how did that go when you shared with your your organization, this is what we're doing. Um, was it well received? Were they surprised? What was the response? So, there was somewhat of a two tiered response. I first of all shared it with my
0: top producers and my influencers. It's one of my core convictions that one of the privileges of leadership is advance information. You don't hear news the same time everybody else hears it. So, I met with them privately as a group. I then invited them to go with me to EXPCon in Las Vegas this past November. Twenty five of uh, those top producers went with me, had a, an incredibly positive experience, came back. They became advocates and ambassadors for the transition. Uh, although I said a two tiered response, my top producers and most productive agents, team leaders uh, generally were very enthusiastic and came with me. Our newer agents and lower producers, not quite as enthusiastic, and many of them left to go elsewhere. When all was said and done, we retained 75 to 80% of our pre transition production.
1: Well, you had had, um, you said, you know, four tremendous years with your own brokerage. Um, It's a big decision to come on over to eXp with that number of people. Tell us about that decision. Was that an easy decision? Did it take a long time? Walk us through that.
0: Yeah, it did take several months. In fact, I had been pursued for several years by my friends in eXp, uh, notably Jimmy Franklin and Andrew Franklin. But I always declined their invitations to learn about eXp because I was having such a great time at my own independent brokerage but I bumped up against a couple issues that I could not solve as a broker owner. One was the ongoing challenge of insurance, uh, the financial risk, the legal liability of being the broker of record. We closed 2,500 transactions last year. That's 5,000 transaction sides. And from a broker's perspective, that's 5,000 opportunities to be sued. And I just wanted to Relieve myself of that burden of constantly worrying about, you know, what legal demand letter I was going to get next and uh, what potential financial consequences it could bring. I was also struggling to figure out a succession plan because I know at some point I'll want to step away. No time soon, of course. I'm loving what I'm doing. But I knew that if there were an accident or illness or something, I had as a responsible business owner and, and husband father and grandfather, I needed to have a succession plan. And I simply could not come up with any individual that I felt comfortable with that was ready from a skill set basis, and a moral character basis that I could hand my business over to. And so last summer, when I was again approached about EXP by a friend, this time Adam Olson, I, I said, yes, I would listen. Actually, he called me about something else and I began questioning him about EXP. But uh, he set up a lunch. Andrew Franklin was there. And at that meeting, I discovered that EXP would solve both of those problems. They would relieve me of the financial risk of being the broker owner. And uh, the retention tools within EXP would solve my succession problem because at some point I'll be able to walk away. My agents will stay with EXP and because of revenue share, I'll continue to receive income from them as long as they have a real estate career, as long as my license is active with eXp. And so that to me solved both of my major issues, but that launched me then on a multi-month process of determining what the value proposition of eXp was to agents because I would never have moved uh, just for solving my problems. It had to be in the best interest of our agents. And frankly, even though I realized in about an hour and a half talking with Adam and Andrew that it would solve my problems, it took me two to three months to wrap my head around things like the revenue share plan uh, plan and and, uh, stock ownership, the agent equity program, the awards, all of that, uh, and some of the math and the seven-tiered system. It just took a while. Um, But once I got through it. I watched enough YouTube videos. I I listened to enough different uh, EXP agents explain the value and the model. At one point, the clouds cleared and I got it. And when that happened, um, I, I was not only convinced it was an incredible value proposition, but I knew at that point it was something Is far superior than what I could offer my agents as an independent broker. And at that point I was in, even when I called my top producers together and shared it with them, I didn't present it as, hey, this is something I'm thinking about. I said, hey, this is something I'm doing. And uh, I explained my reasons why. And I invited them to go to Las Vegas with me at my expense, all, all 25 of them. Not so that uh, you know, we could take a vote at the end of the convention, mm-hmm. but so that they could expedite the learning process i didn't want them to take months as I had taken. I wanted them to kind of get this baptism by fire into e x p and to to come to a decision within days and so that's why I took them to Las Vegas, and that was exactly the result. They were just unanimously excited about the opportunity once they had that deep, and fast exposure to eXp.
1: Fantastic. Um, before we jump into a couple of um, distinctions on producing, uh, is there anything else that you want to share about uh, come on, on over to eXp?
0: Well, I, I'll say a couple things. When we were in Las Vegas, our team had the privilege of meeting with Glenn and Jason They met with our group privately, and we were just really blown away by their graciousness, their humility, their generosity toward us. Uh, That was uh, really instrumental, I think, in winning over our top producers was just the personal interaction with them. And then EXP put together this incredible transition team for us. It was a, a huge undertaking transitioning what ultimately was close to 200 agents for us in the initial wave. And eXp, though I'm not saying it was an easy process, they pulled out all the stops to make it as easy and seamless as possible.
1: Fantastic. Well, I want to uh, get some ideas from you since you have so much training background and so much expertise. I want to talk a little bit about the geo geofarming. Um, any ideas you'd like to share of, of some just some tips that agents can do to be successful with that idea? Sure. Well, I love talking about
0: geo farming, one of my favorite subjects, uh, because although I don't list and sell right now, in the last uh, eight or nine years, I did live in two different neighborhoods at a time when I was selling. And in both of those neighborhoods, I was able to capture the dominant market share position within about 18 months. Uh, Both of them were highly competitive, there were multiple real estate agents already in both neighborhoods. And yet by using a consistent marketing approach with the highest quality marketing materials, I found that it actually was not difficult to become the number one agent. And then in both neighborhoods to achieve a market share position of greater than 50%, which means that I was doing more business in that neighborhood than all other agents combined. Wow. Yeah. And so there are a few keys to it. You asked, you know, what's involved in that. <clears throat> the first thing I would say is, if you're going to have a geo farm, make sure you're farming the neighborhood that you live in. Don't simply identify a geographic area based upon average sale price or turnover statistics or anything like that that's just artificial and arbitrary and third party. You want to market the neighborhood where you live in. You want to be able to say, I live here, I work here, I play here. Nobody cares about this neighborhood more than I do. Nobody knows this neighborhood better than I do. You really want to position yourself to be the neighborhood expert, both in in mind and heart, and you can only do that if you live there. So that's number one. Beyond that, be consistent. Um, I would send a monthly postcard uh, to the neighborhoods when I was farming them. Uh, about every third month, I would ex- I, I would always farm with big jumbo cards. But about every third month, I'd do a full eight and a half by 11, you know, professionally printed laminated cardstock. And I would do a market update and update them on the previous quarter. Everything that had gone on the market in the neighborhood, average sale price, average uh, sold price per square foot, et cetera. And just by doing that, it very quickly positioned me as the neighborhood expert. Even though there'd been other agents in the neighborhood longer marketing to the neighborhood, nobody was doing it with the frequency that I was doing it every single month or with the quality that I was doing it, jumbo postcards, then full sheet postcards every third month. And then I, on top of that, and this is probably the most important thing other than just consistently marketing. I would host my open houses in my farm, in my neighborhood, even if they were not my listing. Eventually, most of them became my listing. But even in the beginning, I'd I'd reach out to other brokers who had listings in the neighborhood and offer to host them open. Generally, they were happy for me to do that. The, The reason that was so important to me is that I then saturated the neighborhood with my branded directional signs. They had my name and face and phone number. I put them at the main street into the neighborhood and then on every corner back to the subject property so that every Saturday, every Sunday, every person in that neighborhood was being confronted with my name and contact information on virtually every major intersection in the neighborhood. It just created this saturation effect that Almost overnight, there was this perception that I owned the neighborhood from a real estate I want to go just a little name.
1: deeper on that because in yeah. my neighborhood that I live in, just right across the street, there's a house for sale. And it has, of course, the name of the agent that's that has the listing. So are you saying you would then reach out to that agent and say, hey, I saw that you have the listing on you know this street. And uh I actually live here in the neighborhood. I want you to know it's a value add to you. I'm happy to to do the open houses for you. And then that person probably this isn't their area that they they focus yes. on. So they're like, sure, yeah, you could do it. No problem. Yes. Yeah. And so what I've never heard that before. Yeah. That is such a powerful idea.
0: Yes. Yeah. So and that's exactly the scripting that I used to reach out to them. It was, hey, I, I live here in the neighborhood. It would be no problem for me. I'd love to help you sell that house. And yeah. uh, generally they were agreeable. So even though I don't do it personally now, I, I have a, a team of 22 agents and I coach them on this. And because they're mostly new licensees, they don't have a big listing inventory of their own. Most of them every single weekend are hosting open houses on other brokerages listings. Wow. So That's it does really work.
1: And, and then you can give the value proposition that I actually live here. So I know the yes. neighborhood, I'm the perfect person to do this for you. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about door knocking for, for a minute. Um, Was actually going up and knocking on doors a part of your strategy? Uh, Kind of. I'm a huge believer in going door to
0: door, but not necessarily knocking. Okay. and there's a reason for that. I'm a big, ugly, scary guy, and I don't want to frighten my neighbors by okay. knocking on their door. And I, I do coach this that that maybe if you're not so physically uh, intimidating, it might be better to knock on the doors. But okay. in my geo farming strategy, twice a year I go door to door and I drop off goodie bags, okay. and it'll have all kinds of stuff in there: branded note cards, business cards hard candy, different things that I believe will be of value to the homeowners. And I just simply leave them on the door. I attach them to the door. But in doing that, if I'm leaving goodie bags at 250 homes, I guarantee you I'm going to have 10 to 15 conversations with homeowners just in the course of walking the neighborhood like that.
1: Yeah. So I don't knock, but I do go door to door. I, I love that and I've never heard that before. Um, it makes so much sense actually giving something a value versus dropping off a bunch of marketing materials that doesn't speak to the homeowner, but yes. a nice little goodie bag with something in there that's a value. Yes. Um, wow, that those are some tremendous tips. And I think one of the other key things that you said, you use the word strategy. And so it's just like, hey, what is a strategy? And then you got your game plan, and you just go execute on the plan. Yes. And then, boom! You know, you, you said you're acquiring, you know, fifty percent or more market share. That that's tremendous.
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I I call that strategy becoming the big gorilla in your neighborhood, and uh, that's big gorilla marketing. With you know, in terms of of the effort you put forth, but then you become the big gorilla uh, very quickly.
1: Fantastic. And and let's before we wrap up, I'd love to get a couple of your tips on video. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now could be doing video, or maybe they're doing it, they could be doing it even more effectively. So what would you like to share with us about video? So I think video is indispensable if you are trying to
0: create a brand, a personal brand, and become known in your market area. So, and I'll just give you an example. This happened just within the last hour here in my office. One of my agents walked in and said, Frank, I was at a builder open house a couple days ago. I mentioned that I was with the Abby team at eXp Realty and the agents around me said, oh, are you with Frank Gray? Now, I I do not know those agents, but they said, oh, yeah, we get his videos every week Mm -hmm. because I even though I don't list and sell now. I send out coaching videos to agents in this area, and it has established a reputation for me with thousands of agents that I could never, ever hope to meet personally or reach one-on-one. Video allows you to create this mass audience, and that is easily transferable uh, as an agent to their buyer and seller prospects whether you're marketing to your geo farm or your sphere of influence or a demographic farm, I think a weekly e-newsletter with an embedded video uh, sharing some consumer tip, how to, you know, price your home to sell, you know, what the latest designer colors are, an apple pie recipe. It doesn't matter. Some video of you so that they can get a sense of your personality, your approachability, Uh, your your both your willingness and your ability to help them if you can communicate that and I think there's no better medium than video because they can literally look you in the eye they can they can hear the tone of your voice they can sense your pacing ultimately what you're trying to convey to them is I'm the kind of person that you would enjoy working with and there's nothing better than video to convey that. So I'm, a, I'm just a huge, huge fan. I think every agent should be on video. You don't have to go professional. You don't need a green screen. As long as you've got a smartphone, you can hold it up and just shoot a quick video, embed that into your email newsletter and off you go.
1: Now, when you shoot the video, does it need to go up on like YouTube first and then into the email or does it go from the phone to the email?
0: Usually, the email provider is going to be, you're going to insert it as a link from uh, some website. So, typically to YouTube first, and then you'll embed that link.
1: Okay. And so, this would mean that the agent would have an email list of their prospects and clients. Yes. And then did you say the frequency was once per
0: week? Once per week. That's exactly right. Now, I used to. When I was first selling, I was doing this once per month, and I thought that was sufficient. But I actually uh, brought Ricky Carruth to Houston a couple years ago, right before they shut everything down for COVID. And he made the comment that his weekly e-newsletter was the foundation of his brand. Of course, Ricky's a super sharp guy. So I was listening and I learned from that. And now that's my current practice in my attraction efforts and it's what I coach my team to do in their real estate sales building
1: efforts. So for all of you listening right now, this is some uh, tremendous content, very specific, easy to implement. You're going to do a once a week video newsletter and you're going to get some email software. You're going to record it likely on your smartphone, upload it to YouTube, take the link, put it in your email and now you're going to be in front of the people that know you and you're branding your message to these people on a weekly basis. And if you have a little, you know, 300 person email list, that's 1200 marketing impressions on a monthly basis at essentially zero costs. Yes. So another agent who's not doing the strategy, you're getting 1200 more marketing. And that's just on a 300 person list. We start getting up into a thousand person email list. And, yes. and that's some, some pretty significant numbers. So I love the marketing strategy and um the efficiency of um video that's a tremendous tip so thank you for that
0: you're very welcome
1: all right well that is going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Gove podcast frank thank you for the quality of your ideas you packed in a lot of great content in a very short amount of time i know this is going to be a great uh, episode for our listeners for those of you listening, as I always say, listen to this seven times. You can put these thoughts, all this uh, incredible information, Frank, to shared with you into your subconscious mind through repetition, and then share the recording of this with your team so they can benefit as well. Frank, thanks again for being a great guest today.
0: Well, thank you so much, Eric. And let me also just say thank you to the whole eXp family. I and my team have been so warmly welcomed over the last few months. Uh, We feel like we've come home. So thank you.
1: Fantastic. We'll talk to all of you later. Bye-bye. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell if you ring that bell every time i put out new content it's actually going to notify you and you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at exp now don't forget to like me on facebook so you can also get that content And then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.